atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for January the 13th in the year of our Lord 2020. This is our two of two. We are live. Our goal to promote God, family, and country and to protect life, liberty, and property. First hour, we had Lowell Nelson on CampaignForLiberty.org. We talked about the drummer Neil Peart passed away, or Neil Peart passed away for Rush. 67 years old, brain cancer, one of the best drummers in the world. We talked about um, this whacked out lady. She's actually a little teeny kid, 17 years old. Greta Thunberg demands world leaders cave to her demands. We're talking about the Davos 50th year anniversary conference going on. Uh, It'll be the 21st to the 24th. They call it the World Economic Forum, and she says they got to stop everything right now economically. We demand that at this year's forum, she writes in an op-ed piece in The Guardian, uh, she writes it to participants from all companies, banks, institutions, and governments. We need to immediately halt all investments in fossil fuels and exploration, not to mention extraction, immediately end all fossil fuel subsidies, and immediately and completely divest from fossil fuels, Thunberg wrote in an op-ed piece in The Guardian. Now, I want Scott Bradley to chime in on this one really quick. Dr. Scott Bradley, uh, I think she's a nut. And we talked a little bit last hour. If she were to instantly uh, get her way and we just simply jettisoned fossil fuels completely at every level, uh, we would have a disaster in America. You wouldn't have hot water. You literally have no food on the store shelves. I mean, this is psychotic. The problem is people like this have real power at global forums where the Constitution does not apply, where they can literally advocate in the court of public opinion and manipulation, jettisoning scientific reality uh, for their political purposes. Uh, Sadly, this little girl has plenty of power as she influences world leaders, and they then eventually codify it through international law and more. This is dangerous indeed, and we can laugh at it and say it's extreme and crazy, and it is. But nevertheless, it may become, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, to a house near you. What do you say, Scott? Well, I say, and I'll have to uh, probably give you the rest of the story after making the statement, I say she has no power. And the reason I say that... Well, factually, you're correct. Yeah, she has no power. And on top of that, this Davos group has no power. The United States of America has a constitution. That constitution is the supreme law of the land. That constitution will not bow to any... Well, if our leaders had any backbone and some other organs that are probably necessary. But the fact of the matter is... That um, that what's happening is a is a sweep towards world government that is being fostered at every turn, including the United States Mexico Canada agreement that Trump and the Democrats and the Republicans, including so-called conservative constitutional Republicans, are foisting on us that would further the world government thing. As long as we have the United States Constitution, we have leadership that has a backbone that's willing to uphold their oath of office. This can have no effect or any impact upon the United States. And and we've got to start pushing 
our people to back their oath of office and uh, just say, we don't care what whacked out people in the world scene say, but we're embracing it. We are being kind of foisted into it by gutless, spineless leaders that have no understanding of the great, powerful position we have. And, um, and this World Economic Council, by the way, I, I'm confident that we're going to see senior people of the Trump administration, senior people in the U.S. government, certainly the deep state people will be there. They'll be fawned over by the, uh, the media that's, uh, that's just gasping with excitement to bring about a world government. But, but the world government will destroy the United States Constitution. Some people in, in the U.K. have awakened, and, and it looks like they may, quote-unquote, withdraw from the U.K. and other step towards the world government. But, but I'm not so sure that's really going to be as grand a situation because of the hooks of the World Trade Organization and some of the other things that the U.K. is foisting on them, too. But the people have come to understand we, they don't want that. Our people have got to come to that same understanding before the net is fully tied around us. So Now, you're I, spot on when it comes to her power. In a real sense, she has none. But because of the court of public opinion, because of the mainstream press manipulation, because of the global pressure that has been put on and the president set by feckless uh, individuals for decades uh people believe she has power and, and now you got a case of cortez on the same page as she is and she is elected and she does have power and you've got uh kurt just highlighted a story last hour where was it kurt they had this uh what was this uh sign up glacier national park i think is what they called it and um years ago when they were told that you know the sky is falling and everything like that and they uh, put up these signs that said the glaciers are all going to be gone by 2020 well they had to get rid of those signs um well know, i don't so. think they're all quite gone yet they're in the process of replacing them here we are in 2020 and, and the and the real evidence shows that the glaciers are actually growing some of them are even 25 percent larger than when they first started putting those signs up i heard one uh, comment that somebody says just change the, the one one number on there make it 30 20. I mean, you know, I mean, it's so bizarre what's happening. And again, we've talked about this global uh, disaster called uh, socialism that's fostering all the controls they can, and, and they're using climate to try and, and force that. But I remember when I was in high school, we were supposed to have a, a, a another uh, ice age, and and things just fluctuate and. And people don't seem to have any institutional memories, certainly no personal memories. But you're right, the, the Glacier National Park and probably innumerable other places around the world have, have adopted this as an official policy. But, but whether or not they, they say it doesn't make it so. It doesn't make it so, and we've got... Yeah, what they've got now is a new manifesto for 2020 coming up to celebrate the 50th year anniversary, and they're calling it the Davos Reset. New manifesto issued for World Economic Forum 50th year anniversary. So they're literally using this manipulation, even though they have no power to pretend they have power. And as long as ignorant people don't follow their oaths of office and they fall for it, the power comes in the, the uh, ignorance. Because then people with power start to implement the people with no powers ideas because they get browbeat into it by the court of public opinion and manipulation, Scott. 
I'm going to carefully watch who appears there from the United States. There'll be uh, movers and shakers in the business world, certainly, and certainly in the media world, and certainly in the deep state, and certainly in top administrative positions. But uh, I think anybody that plays the game with these people is questionable in my mind and ought not to even be trusted to cross the street alone or watch my goldfish if I had one. Amen to that. I don't trust them. What they're saying now, though, is this, Scott. Let me just frame the question like this. It's kind of like when did you quit beating your wife a little bit, but here it is. What kind of capitalism do we want, Scott? What kind of capitalism? Yeah. That's what they're asking. We don't want crony capitalism, and we don't want the... the, uh, type of capitalism that's really being foisted on us by the socialists. Well, uh, absolutely. That's why you got to back our climate change manifesto and initiative, because the, it will stop crony capitalism with that. You know that, right? Well, they'll, they'll <laughs> spin it any way they want. <laughs> that's yeah. where they're going with this lie, folks. Okay. Well, honestly, people, the uh, uh, when, when I look at what some of these big corporate crony capitalist guys are, they're just another form of socialism. It's just, I mean, you look at the John D. Rockefeller guys of the world that have been at the very forefront. You look at the Carnegies. I mean, you look at the uh, the big money masters that put the uh, uh, Federal Reserve, foisted the Federal Reserve onto the United States. Those guys uh, made their money and then wanted to basically create a monopoly that would allow them to, to control all the money. And and that's basically what the Fed is, is a monopoly, an illegal monopoly created unconstitutionally, uh, you know, and, and, and we as a people are so ignorant that we fail to recognize when these things are foisted on us. And and, and we need to we need to do a real house cleaning. Other than that, it's not so bad, huh, Kurt? Yeah. Couldn't have said it better myself, Sam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Any other tidbit on this before we move along to another topic, Kurt? No, not right now. I can't think of it. All right, I want to talk about impeachment, because while this Davos meeting is cranking up, and while the world's dealing with, quote, war in Iran and Iraq, and whether the president has authority and not and everything else, Nancy is saying that they're probably going to vote and pass over the articles of impeachment to the Senate here sometime this week. Well, she said she was going to, and then she said she's going to put it up to a vote. And so we'll see what materializes. But many are saying it's a mistake for her to hold on to them. And everybody debates the criminality of this and that and that and the other. And, you know, the Constitution is uh, has very little to say about impeachment. But what it has to say is very, very clear. And what you got to do is you got to understand the uh, reality of the founders and you got to put yourself back in their position in their day to understand their intent, in my opinion. All right. So the headline or the discussion point is this. The House of Representatives shall choose their speaker and other officers and shall have the sole power of impeachment. Now, just to go back to that day for a quick second, they have choose spelled C-H-U-S-E. And at first you might say, well, that, Sam, is just misspelled. Go ahead and let your correct inspect. No, no, no. That's the way it was back in the day. That's how they spelled choose. It's still that way in the Supreme Law. The only reason I highlight this point that's probably not that valuable is to say that they're not ignorant. It was spelled right in their day, even though we might think that it's not spelled right. The point that I'm getting at is what else did they have right? And let's talk about it in terms of reality. What can happen? What should happen? I really don't want to talk about this, but I will. I'm just so mad. 
Dad, I didn't get asked to the junior prom and it's raining, which means by the time I get to school, I'm soaking wet. Dad picked me up just after I left and I was so mad I got out and he said, wait, your mom said to give you this. I forgot my lunch money and then I dropped it in the water and I was late for history and so at lunchtime I had to find something on John Stuart Mill, which of course our library didn't have. So I had to walk all the way down to the office to call my mom and she found something on the internet and called me back. And Karen, she wouldn't even help me and that's a whole nother story. But Dad helped me conjugate nouns or whatever on the way to the swim team workout and then he read my history paper while I was in the pool and of course I forgot the bibliography so I had to do that with my mother when I got home and it made me totally forget that I put my jeans in the washer that morning and I hate it when they sit wet like that all day and smell like mildew but my mom said she put them in the dryer while I was at the swim team and you know I'm just not going to go to the prom no matter who asks me I just want to stay home with my mom and dad family and just hang out isn't it about time unless Dustin asks me from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Abby Johnson was once director of a Planned Parenthood clinic in Bryan, Texas. After a moral crisis, she quit, and now she campaigns against what she once endorsed. They implement abortion quotas in all of their clinics. What do you mean quotas? You have to perform a certain number of abortions every month. Um, one of the reasons that I left... Are they explicit about that? Yes. It's, it's in your budget, right there on the line item. Uh, one of the reasons I left Planned Parenthood was because uh, in a budget meeting, I was told to double that abortion quota. And for me, as someone who had spoken to the media and had said, you know, we're about reducing the number of abortions, we're about, you right. know, prevention, all of these other services, I was shocked. So since this. you actually worked at a Planned Parenthood, give us some sense of the relative number of abortions. Okay, abortions, Planned Parenthood provides over 330,000 abortions a year. They are the largest single abortion provider in our country. with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So the House of Representatives shall have the power to choose their own speaker and other officers and will have the sole power of impeachment. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's debates on if the impeachment articles need to be sent to the Senate to be complete or whatever else. Look, they have the sole power. They say they impeached Donald. The vote was with them. So Donald was impeached. Uh, but, Scott, I submit to you it means nothing at this point, then the headline set or the main part of this says the Senate shall have the sole power to try all impeachments when sitting for that purpose. They shall be on oath or affirmation. When the president of the United States is tried, the chief. Um, sorry, the chief justice shall preside. OK, and then it goes on and says this, which I find interesting. And no person shall be convicted without two-thirds of the members that are present. So the bottom line is um, the House is trying to set the standard or set what the Senate does. They have zero authority whatsoever. And I submit to you they can hold on to their articles of impeachment forever if they want to. So the president was impeached. Uh, but there's no trial. Thus innocent until proven guilty is the president right now, right? You know, impeachment... A lot of Americans think impeachment is the last straw, you're out the door and all that kind of good stuff. But impeachment really is analogous to an indictment. And uh, if a prosecutor does not bring an indictment, there is no case. I mean, you think about if somebody were jaywalking or a murderer or pick anything in the spectrum, and the prosecutor declined to bring a charge and take it to trial, 
it's a moot issue. It's, and it really uh, amounts to nothing more than, hey, they censored the president. That's all they did. It was a, like a, a memorandum saying, bad boy, we don't like these things that you're doing. Uh, but it's very vague in its reality. Now, when we talk about judgment in cases of impeachment shall not extend further than the removal from office and disqualification to hold or enjoy any office of honor trust for the United States. And so the Senate doesn't even have power uh, to prosecute criminally. All they can do is remove him from office, and then he's open to possible criminal um, reality based on, again, further trials and investigation, right? That's right. It would have to happen outside of the impeachment process and the office process. The president would be removed from office, and if there were criminal charges to be brought, they would be brought outside that. And by the way, that's why Ford... um, pardoned all sins known and unknown for for Nixon when he uh, worked that sweet deal for him, because Nixon would still have been liable to face criminal prosecution in a... uh, Well, and I think that's why he bailed, because it says then, nevertheless, be liable and subject to indictment, trial, judgment, and punishment according to law. But that's all outside. All the Senate can do is say, we agree with your censure. Uh, We're going to kick him out and not let him have any office holding in America anymore. We believe he's a bad guy. But now let's turn it over to the normal court system for trial, right? You know, it's kind of, again, another analogy we could draw would be, let's say someone's a member of a church and they they embezzle funds from the church or whatever. The church has only power to excommunicate, remove them from their fellowship, if you will, in the church. But the person is still could be prosecuted under the, the laws of the land, if you will. So, so in a sense, the Senate only does the political side, if you will, removing them from office, keeping them from being able to hold any office of trust or anything like that, honor in the future, as, the, as you read on the in Article One there. But the the criminal action has to follow on, and I think that what Nixon was concerned about is that that he was going to be impeached. It became very apparent, very likely he would have been found guilty in the Senate, removed from office, and then he would have been up for criminal prosecution. So he decided to bail, and Ford, I think, prearranged with him the concept that okay, you get out of office. I'll write you a blanket pardon for any sins or known or unknown in the in all of your life, and you can go on with whatever you want to do. I think it was a sweet deal, and Nixon took it. And uh, well, and I don't think so- that they should have offered that deal. I don't think that again, there's authority to offer a deal like that. Listen carefully to the next phrase: the president, vice president, and all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for. And conviction of treason, bribery, or other high crimes and misdemeanors. It's very narrowly described. But once the guy leaves, I don't think the president could just pardon for any reason. I know some people say that that's true, but I don't believe that either. Well, the president does have pardon powers. Yes, he does. And so I think. But if the president pardons when it's completely unjust, if the president were to uh, pardon treasonous actions, at some point that would be committing treason as well. Well, and of course, the the president could not be, I mean, well, Nixon, let's just say again, could not be pardoned if if he were to have been convicted and removed from office. But they didn't convict him. They didn't remove him from office. 
And so using his presidential pardon powers, the, the president did did pardon him. And the president pardons, in my opinion, a lot of, maybe not a lot, but some people that really don't deserve any kind of uh, mercy at this point. God will see that someday, but uh, I, I I don't believe that uh, that many of the people, the president, and not just this president, but many presidents uh, pardon, um, really do have uh, a good reason, or the president didn't have a good reason to pardon them, and I think it's a political issue too, but I guess that's another discussion. Yes, it is. I would submit to you this. I think the president, even Donald Trump, has committed several impeachable offenses. Uh, and I think Chuck Baldwin's right on that reality. I don't think some of the examples he gives are very good ones, but I do believe there's plenty of impeachable offenses for the president. However, if I were to vote to impeach or not to impeach or to try that impeachment, whether I was in the House or the Senate, I would say no on both. And the reason that I would is any president we elect today is going to be guilty of impeachable offenses the second they take office. Spending illegal money, fake money for one. Going to war and, and being in 130 nations militarily without approval from Congress uh, is another. I mean, I could go on and on, right? So I would uh, say that there are impeachable offenses, but I would say we've moved so far from what a president ought to be in America and what Congress ought to be doing uh, in terms of fidelity to the Constitution that I think the second you get in office, you're literally impeachable because you've inherited such a position. I would chart more on the idea of what is the president doing to right the ship, to bring us back to constitutionality. And if he's doing enough, I would not impeach. And so far, Donald hasn't been perfect, but he's been challenged at every turn. And I think he has done in a lot of ways a lot to move back to the constitutionality of the presidency uh, and of the proper role of the separation of powers of government. So even though I think the president's committed impeachable offenses, I would not impeach the president, and I would vote no uh, with regards to the trial. I would not convict, in other words. That's just my take. What do you say, Scott? Well, you know, I have become even further disillusioned with with Mr. Trump the last few days. And I I agree. There are fatal flaws. That uh, that really do need to be addressed, and I and I, I this is a blanket discussion with, with across the board. I mean, whether it's somebody killed. But let me ask you: Would you impeach if you were in the House, and would you convict if you were in the Senate? With what you know now, probably not true. Not at this point. But you would not convict, say, and you would not vote for impeachment. I at this point, I would I would not do so. I, and I, I agree with tell you. you that the president has strayed so far with his institutionalized uh, murder that he has been committing. Um, I I am so disillusioned. I mean, people that go for a con-con or for killing babies or destroying the right to keep bare arms. Or the, I mean, you stop and think about uh, the uh, the idea of due process that Trump is, is killing right now. Due process is is something that's absolutely essential to our freedom. And it's, Well, and he clearly it, said, take all the guns and do due process seconds exactly. later. But that's not happening. And I mean, it's not that's not the way the process works, let's put it that way. Habeas corpus, I mean, ex post facto laws, I mean, all of these things that Congress is currently dabbling in, this idea of, of starting a war, the most onerous burden that any nation ever faces is war. And to do it with just a flip of a uh, switch or a wave of the hand or whatever, we are in deep trouble right now with the United States, and I have I have just been sickened by what we've done. And we could talk about this issue of the uh, 
the murder of Soleimani. And it is not done constitutionally. It's not done according to even the, some of the excuses that they give. And, and we could discuss uh, the fact that he maybe was even on a diplomatic mission. Well, and some are saying that he was on a diplomatic mission to try to promote peace when this occurred. I don't know the truth, and I don't know if Donald Trump has or knows the truth either. And that's another reason I'd be a little bit hesitant about Donald. How much does he really know? We've got to follow the rules. If we don't, we will never know the truth. Amen. I concur completely. We're not. The question becomes, how much can Donald Trump follow the rules? What information is he getting? I don't know, but I got a couple of tidbits that might relate. We'll talk about it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Panic in the streets of Tehran. Tehran police reportedly firing live rounds at demonstrators who were protesting against the government there yesterday. They're angered by the government's admission of having shot down a Ukrainian passenger jet with a missile. There were 176 people aboard. Over 80 of them were Iranians, and most of them were students. The killing of Iran's top general reportedly was authorized by President Trump seven months ago. NBC News is reporting that Trump was signing off on killing General Qassam Soleimani if Iran's aggression resulted in an American death. Soleimani was killed in a drone strike in Iraq ten days ago after an American contractor was killed in Iraq by Iranian-backed militias. This is USA Radio News. How did you sleep last night? I can guarantee you I slept better than you did unless you've got a pillow. You know, I get the best sleep of my life. I work better. I sleep better. I interact with people better. And I have been healthy, the healthiest I've been in years. And it's all because I get a good night's sleep with my MyPillow. Now, it's not the cheapest thing you're ever going to find. But guess what? Good health is worth everything. Try a MyPillow. If you don't like it, you can send it back in 60 days. And you've got a 10-year warranty. It's made in the USA. And Mike Lindell guarantees you're going to love your MyPillow. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, use my promo code USA, or call 1-800-951-8175. Get a great deal on a MyPillow by using my promo code, and I guarantee you, you'll get a good night's sleep or you get your money back. Oscar nominations for the 92nd Academy Awards have been announced this morning for Best Picture. The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Joker, Todd Phillips. 1917, Sam Mendes. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino. And Parasite, Bong Joon-ho. Nice. I did it. I did, I did it. it. Thank you so much. 
The Oscars will be handed out on February 9th. The White House wants to bring North Korea back to the table. National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien telling Axios the U.S. has made overtures to North Korea to resume talks about its nuclear weapons program. O'Brien says he's hoping there can be some sort of progress soon, especially after the North did not deliver that cryptic Christmas gift it had promised. This is USA Radio News. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live. I concur with Scott. We've got to follow the rules. We've got to return to the constitutionality that made America great, folks, if we want to preserve this nation. And I agree I'm a little bit disenchanted with Donald, even more so in the last couple of days than ever before. At the same time, you wonder what information does Donald have? Kurt says, hey, Donald's got a lot more information than we do. And I hope Kurt's right. Well, that may be true, but here's the deal. We just heard on that newscast something that is very telling. Seven months ago, Soleimani had been targeted. And, and and let's just look at this. In, I mean, let's, let's look in the mirror for a minute here. Everybody that's saying, oh, man, huh, this impeachment of Donald Trump was so urgent and the Dems were all dancing in the streets about how it had to be done immediately for the good of the nation, and and they, they rushed it through with breathless excitement, and then they hold on to it. They don't do anything. Okay, so was it really that urgent? Okay, now Trump, seven months ago, decided it's time to kill Soleimani. Well, so what do we do? We The Congress needs to be involved in the decisions to take this nation to war. Article 168, Clause 11. Seven months they looked at that. And then on a flip of the switch, they killed the guy based on some instantaneous decision that somebody made. Well, and the problem that I have with it, and fairly this, you know, Mike Lee and others are saying, hey, we weren't briefed uh, on this in Congress like we should have been. But I would say Congress hasn't been pushing for this information, and Congress hasn't reined in the president on any other initiative. We're in over 130 nations, militarily speaking, and more. We've just given the president literally big, big, big money in a massive um, spending bill recently for a war. Uh, we haven't reined him in any, and now we can't complain when he acts unilaterally because we haven't done our job in Congress. And I'm not, well, we have- I'm not justifying the president's position, but what I'm saying is we can't. Congress wants to have their cake and eat it, too. They want to, if it goes well, they want to take credit. If it goes bad, they want to blame it on the president. They need to rein in the president with their uh, actions. They're not doing that either. Well, they take an oath. The president did, and so did the Congress. Took an oath to uphold the Constitution. The Constitution has not been followed. Here's what Jefferson did back in his administration when when the Chesapeake affair happened. They, he gathered the information and took it across the street, so to speak, to the Congress, and said, look, this is you guys' job. A president that does their job does that. A Congress that does their job does that. Now, here's what we have today is a Congress that doesn't know what their job is. A president doesn't know what their job is. There's no separation of powers. There's no checks and balances. I mean, we, we say, oh, yes, there is. Well, they're all in in writing in the Constitution, but they're not being adhered to. We have a Congress that has gone rogue. We have a president that I believe has gone rogue. Now, you want to give him the benefit of the doubt and saying he's getting bad advice or something. 
But if you're going to be in the job, and as I told one state legislator one time a while ago, we've got to have people in office that have teeth. And he, he says, well, what, to bite people? I said, no, they've got to be able to chew their own meat, and they've got to have legs. They've got to be able to walk where they need to. If we've got to grind their food up into baby pablum and feed it to them with a spoon, a spoon at a time, and we've got to carry them everywhere they go, they should not be in office. And I'm extremely disheartened with the spineless, gutless, soulless almost people that we currently have in office. And I am so disheartened that the nation seems to be beating war drums. Most Americans have never met an Iranian. I mean, I served at a time 50 years ago when we were training Iranians. These are beautiful people. They're a handsome people. They're a cultured people. They're an intelligent people. They have thousands of years of culture that we can only begin to think about in this country. And, and if you think about their intelligence, their humanity and everything, we are going to go bomb them into the dark ages because of some fools that are sitting in office. And I am so disheartened with the fact that, that Americans don't, we demonize, or maybe not demonize, we, we dehumanize those that we seem to think will be our enemies. You know, they're the Krauts if they're Germans, they're Japs if they're Japanese, they're Gooks if they're Vietnamese, and, and towel heads or camel jockeys. Yeah, and all those derogatory terms just serve to create this dishonest divide to make them, quote, somehow marginally less than human, justifying our immoral action. It is, and I'm so sickened by the fact that the Prince of Peace, who should be the god of this land, his way is not being followed. And I am so disheartened with the fact that the, the rush of Americans to do this, and part of it is because of rush, and some of it is by Glenn, and some of it is by Sean, these people that just beat the drums of war until the American people have been you know, they've been kind of lined up in this propagandized speaking from the towers kind of thing, and we're ready to run off and destroy a people. I am a happy people. to report that none of it is from Sam Bushman Liberty Roundtable Live. Kurt, do you want to follow up on this Prince of Peace idea? That's where we ought to well, stand. We ought to become a light on a hill, sir. That's exactly right. And, uh, you know, I mean... Well, what else is there to say? But uh, the Prince of Peace uh, is a great example for us, uh, Jesus Christ. And uh, we can know what to do by doing the old phrase, what would Jesus do? But you know what? Instead of leading with the rule of law and codifying the Constitution and using the separations of powers and using the Prince of Peace and using appropriate guidelines, uh, what we're doing is we're being manipulated in the court of public opinion. Okay? But... There's a headline that I find interesting because Sam and Kurt are one of the big groups that believe that the media has so much to do with the solutions. Okay, if we teach the people correctly, they will come to the table for truth. The American people are good people, I believe. The American people want truth and they will make their voice known correctly if they're given the proper information. But it's very hard against the mainstream media propaganda today. But there's a headline that says another conservative news channel might make it big. One American news network might sell for around $250 million, they say. Uh, do you wanna... Sam, look who's buying them. Sam, look who's buying them. They're well, let's talk about the that. The propaganda machine. Well, so let's talk about that. Kurt, do you have any details on this? 
Yeah, the, uh, this thing called One American News is owned by San Diego-based Herring Networks, um, Incorporated. It's a TV programming company. It was launched back in 2004 by a Mr. Uh, Herring's father, that's Robert Herring Sr. And he is a founder of a circuit board firm, uh, and he launched this news channel in 2013. Um, they say the network draws a fraction of the viewers of the cable news industry's titans, including, you know, and they list the different ones. They say it's available in 35 million homes, whereas, uh, you know, many of the others are about 130 million or something. And uh, what they're saying is there's different groups of people, uh, some of them tightly connected with Republican donors and Republican like the RNC, etc., that are... Uh, you know, kind of getting people together to say, hey, let's buy this thing, and then we'll uh, bring it even bigger, uh, take it even farther. Yeah, so and, we can uh, back into a lot of these homes via the cable channels and everything else. Now, they're pitching this as Trump supporters are, are going to buy this thing. Uh, but I agree with Scott that, you know what, we're being deceived here. What you really got is a, an outside politics mainstream family created this thing and built it up to what it is today. And it's smaller than the rest, but it doesn't need to be necessarily bigger. Okay, it's uh, one news network or American news network is telling the truth. They're doing a good job. They're not perfect, but they're really making a difference. Uh, what they're trying to do, in my opinion, is take this over, take it RNC mainstream and literally shut down its ability to tell the people the truth is what's going on with this, Scott. Well, I think that it truly is an effort to, to purchase another arm of propaganda and and to, to change it to a an agendized kind of thing, just like Fox is, just like CNN is, just like, you know, take all of the other bad names out. I'm going to give you two quotations by Thomas Jefferson. He wrote, say whether peace is best preserved by giving energy to the governments or information to the people. This last is the most certain and the most legitimate engine of government. Educate and inform the whole mass of the people. Enable them to see that it is their interest to preserve peace and order, and they will preserve them. And it requires no very high degree of education to convince them of this. They are the only reliance for the preservation of our liberty. Then I'm jumping to another letter that he wrote. He says, education is the true corrective of abuses of constitutional power. Now, see, that is the key. Okay, and the only way we're going to get the real education that I know on a massive enough scale in America today is if we get enough of the media where people can choose to learn and choose to gain knowledge. And that's why uh, I focused on this impeachment reality, to give people an understanding of who's in what role and to help people kind of understand where we really are uh, with this thing. And uh, we need people to understand what's going on. There's a road to hoe for this. Um, but you know what? It starts, in my opinion, and Sam and Kurt have had this view for 25-plus years now. The answer, in my opinion, is in the ability to have, we don't have to have the biggest media, but we got to have enough media to reject the dishonest, immoral, fake news narrative. We'll talk about it more in seconds, and then some good news stories to round out the hour. Scott Bradley, the doctor's in the house, on your radio. Is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? 
Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Liberty is not free. Its costs are innumerable. Without monetary funding, the valiant efforts of freedom-loving Americans become diminished or outright defeated. We present a solution, the Give Me Liberty Fund. The plan is quite simple. Invite individual Americans to contribute less than a dollar a day. These monetary funds are used to promote liberty-minded media, organizations, events, candidates, movements, and speakers. In the spirit of transparency, all expenditures are published. Patriotic business owners provide discounted products and services to Give Me Liberty Fund members. Our greatest strength is in numbers. Go to GiveMeLibertyFund.com and become part of the solution today. GiveMeLibertyFund.com Participate in the peaceful restoration of the greatest and freest country in the world. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, the guy with the RNC behind this, um, I would call it a takeover effort, if you will, uh, is has some interesting details. Kurt? Yeah, they're um, the ones that are trying, at least according to Wall Street Journal, to take over the uh one American News now owned by the Herring family of uh, San Diego uh, is this Hicks uh, family, I guess it is. And uh, in the uh, old days, I guess, uh, you know, 1990s and 2000s, they had a portfolio that included hundreds of radio stations that made up what was then the largest radio broadcasting company. Uh, they sold that company to Clear Channel Communications that is now known as iHeart Media, as far as I can tell. You know, it's interesting to me, um, if we go to the First Amendment, and, and the First Amendment had absolutely nothing to do with it. Of course, we got religion and speech and all that kind of stuff in there. But but I'm going to focus just basically on, on speech and press in the First Amendment. The sole and only reasons for them, those being protected by the First Amendment was so that the American people could be informed of violations, direction, uh, in, uh, kind of the, whatever the government was doing, and, and Americans could respond appropriately, okay? It had nothing to do with lewd dancing or pornography or, or profane words or anything like that. Those, those things, we flipped it upside down. We're, we are now controlling the ability of Americans to obtain information to make good political decisions, contrary to the First Amendment, and we're now allowing 
all of this egregious violations that destroys the morality of the nation. I think both things tend to destroy the morality of the nation because uh, by not allowing the American people the opportunity to be awakened to a sense of their awful situation, and uh, by the way, uh, a lot of this that happens in our in our public education system. That system has been turned over to a godless religion that, that believes in social democracy, and it's called particular humanism. And, and all of the immorality and everything that's being fostered, too. But our education system and our information systems are polluted and in violation of the First Amendment. And so I, I really, sometimes it makes me sick and sad to think that the Americans have allowed this great institution of the press to become polluted. It, it's become a harlot. Amen to that. Now, I find that interesting. They say for $250 million, they want to buy this. The only good news is so far, the family says we didn't build it to sell it. So they probably won't sell it. I hope they can hold on. $250 million, though, is an interesting number, a quarter of a billion dollars for this thing. It shows how serious they are to gain uh, control of this apparatus to stop real information from being released uh, to the public. But, Kurt, just so you know, uh, if we had even one 250th of that amount, one million dollars we could run our radio network for literally three years and expand uh in many ways we could market we could get more hosts we could uh provide full-time support right now it's just ran out of the love of our own hearts part-time but we could literally run it for three years on a million dollars uh and expand big time what we're doing if we had that kind of money that'd be 25 grand a month to run the thing uh and you know we could literally get 24 7 round the clock support for it if it goes down, we could recover in, in minutes, not hours. Uh, we could literally get hosts that could tell the tale around the clock. We could market it and promote it. That's only on one 250th. We could run for three years. So I don't know that we need this big money propaganda agenda. Uh, we don't even need to get to all of Americans. We don't need to get to 330 million Americans. Uh, you know, 20, 30 million of them are illegal anyway. So now 300 million Americans. All we need to get to is about 3% of that or 5% of that to really make a difference in the nation. 3% of 300 million is what? 10 million? You know, Sam. Well, and, and, to, uh, and to make Sam's point, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Sam, a blind person since birth, uh, has put together basically uh, the radio network that you listen on, Liberty News Radio. Um, and, uh, you know, he knows how to do that. He's done it on a, a thin dime, if you will. And, uh, of course, with the help of uh, those of you who's, who've participated. And it's just impressive to see what can be done. Uh, you know, why not? If you got $250 million, Sam, I mean... Uh, I mean, giving that to you could do amazing stuff. Well, and like I say, we wouldn't even need that much. With a lot of us putting in our time and our volunteer, Kirk Crosby doesn't get paid any money. Sometimes we reimburse him for some expenses and, and stuff like that, but he doesn't make any real money. Neither do I. Neither does Scott. Uh, but just imagine if we could dedicate more time and get a little bit of money for our efforts, or just imagine if we could put all that money into the growth uh, of the network. And so there's a lot of people just like me, though. Loving Liberty has put together an incredible network as well. Uh, and if you took two or three or four or five of those groups and joined them together into a massive network, and let's say you gave it $2 million to run per year. Now you got fifty grand a month. Sounds like a lot of money, but now you can start doing some video stuff. You can start to do short videos and news 
clips. It's very hard because it's expensive. Video is about 10 times more expensive than audio to do. Uh, that's why we're not in the video much right now. Um, now, you can do it inexpensively if it looks like garbage and, and it's not very professionally done. But to do it right, and so you'd have to have that kind of money. But we're talking about not $250 million. We're talking about one, two, three, four million, uh, you know, and then depending on what kind of rollout you wanted to do. I mean, this is feasible with pennies. And if Americans would put in a dollar a day and you only had, what, uh, a million Americans do it, you'd have $365 million in one year. Okay, we can do this thing, folks, if we want to. But right now, as far as I can see, the only independent news organizations are either being completely ignored like us or the, the effort is to gobble them up via the mainstream. And I find it very concerning uh, behind the scenes. Most people don't even know this is going on, Scott. You know, it's uh, in my mind, this, this is kind of an encouraging moment in, in history, though. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of bad things going on, don't get me wrong. But, the, I mean, I know you know that. But the fact of the matter is the technology exists today to take this to a very broad market. And I take my hat off to you and, and Kurt for everything you're doing all the time on, on a shoestring, if you will. But I'll give you an example of something that happened last week. I was contacted by an organization that, that knew of a proposed amendment to the Utah Constitution. I looked at the amendment was like, holy cow, what the heck are they doing without going into the amendment and everything? But it was basically going to completely uh, give the Utah government control over homeschooling. And, and so this organization asked me, would you do a, a, a brief statement with us on this? So we got together. We did a little blog thing that was turned into a YouTube. It was a half an hour long. And, and they put it out, and, and, uh, and they called me, I think it was Saturday, and they said, holy cow, this thing has gone, it's just gone viral. The homeschoolers in Utah are up in arms, and the, uh, the individual proposing the amendment is going to amend his amendment. And I looked at what he was amending it, and it was a, it was a specious amendment. It was completely, you know, uh, it, it wasn't adequate. <laughs> but, but... The the amend the the legislature proposing the amendment said, "Oh boy, there's some pushback on this." And it's like the old Everett Dirksen statement: "When I feel the heat, I see the light." And and there is technology today that allows us to get messages out, and we've got to use that technology appropriately. And I think you just guys, imagine if we could take Scott Bradley's videos, uh, Q and A on the constitutions and how tos, and understanding of the supreme law of our land, and putting in a historical context, and Q and As and more available at freedomsrisingsun dot com weekly webinars. Just imagine if we had the ability to put those video webinars into a podcast and to distribute it widely and to give it the promotion that it deserves and things to where people can learn about it and spread the word and okay listen with very little cash folks we can do tremendous work why because i believe the almighty will prosper our efforts if our hands are clean and our motives are pure and there's nothing wrong with getting a couple of bucks to help if i dedicate so much of my time to it uh, that would be nice because then i can spend more of my time on this and less on on the day job things. But I digress. I'm just telling you that if we're not very careful, One News Now, American News Now, doing a great job, might get taken over, and then there'll be even less people, in my opinion, for the, telling the truth. They'll be chill for the Republican Party is what they'll really become. Yes, indeed. And, and if you've been following the Republican Party, its drift away from sound principles has not just been, you know, kind of a quiet little movement in a current. It's been an accelerating 
quasar kind of movement. It is moving at the speed of light away from those principles. And and I, you know, if you get, uh, you look at what Fox News has done. It's movement left, for example. And again, Fox News is not a good example of anything, I don't think, except for how uh, a glossy look can sometimes sell. But, but Fox News, even the most ardent conservative would have to say, oh yeah, Fox News is adrift. You know, and and certainly we look at all the other media sources that are out there, and it's kind of like, yep, they're making a concerted effort to keep take total control of all the towers that they can speak from to the American people. And some years ago, I did a study, and I, I kind of alluded to it uh, earlier with this uh, dehumanizing our enemies. It has to do with the propagandizing during uh, times of conflict and leads up to leading up to conflict. And I went back in that study back to the uh, uh, early days of well, we hadn't even got into the First World War yet. It's appalling to me at how the media m- uh, mouthpieces were controlled and how they were spun into instruments that would bring about the desired outcome that the establishment was trying to do. How even the political cartoons. I mean, you show uh, in World War II a a Japanese soldier's face. It's a contortion. It's buck teeth and squinty eyes and angry countenance. I mean, in the German uh, Nazi helmeted, you know, they're murdering babies and everything. Everything was spun into a frenzy of anger that the Americans were going to march off to war about. And and I fear that that's exactly what's happening in America today with Iran. And and uh, and we've got to be smart enough to not fall into that trap. We've been in it so many times as a nation. It's got the first amendment is to uh, awaken the people to what's going on in their nation with their government. And and what you're doing right now is first amendment to the core. This pornography stuff that's out there, it violates the First Amendment, and and the Supreme Court's protected that, and nobody seems to be encouraging an open discussion about... uh, A final news story to make the point it's good news that you need to know about, because rarely do we hear good news either. Moment man stops to pray for police officer captured in viral photo. Kurt, final article here. Well, yeah, it's a piece of good news. Yeah, you know, this, uh, I mean, here's a a citizen and a policeman, and, uh, you know, there's a little prayer going on, Sam. I mean, how could you, that's just good stuff, right? Yes. Anything to add to that, Scott? Well, you know, prayer has always been a part of this nation. It's been subverted in so many ways nowadays, but we had days of fasting and prayer for the whole nation during the Revolutionary War. George Washington recognized it with his uh, fasting and prayer proclamation in 18, excuse me, 1789. This nation needs more prayer and a lot less pontificating by the media. There you have it. Thank you so much for being alongside for the ride, ladies and gentlemen. Not enough time to tell the tale of liberty, but we are live six days a week. Thanks so much for all your donations and sponsorships and involvement. Most of it runs from our own pockets, but we're grateful for all the help we get. LibertyRoundTable.com. Donate and get involved today in the great solution. The First Amendment on steroids is the way I would say it. Scott's point is spot on that we need to make sure people know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. Thanks for being alongside for the ride for Sam. Kurt and Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com and libertyroundtable.com. We declare this nation shall endure. 
God save the Republic of the United States of America.